Hello and welcome to Beampod. I'm Paul Rose. I'm here with my dear wife, Sanya. This was meant to be a big celebration episode for the release of An Hour Before It's Dark because we thought, well, you know, we got to hear the album early, uh, uh, but we wanted to sort of join in with everyone on the day that it came out and, yeah, be part of it. But of course, the world has changed a bit since we sat down to record last not in a good way. No, not in a good way. Uh, in terms of timing, I'm sure Marillion would rather their album was coming out in a different week mm-hmm. when there wasn't a war raging in Europe. I don't know what to say beyond that. Yeah, it's, I don't know what to say either. It's um, such a terrible tragedy. It is. And I mean, can you call it a tragedy or does tragedy sound like it's something that, you know, it's caused by a person, so... It's still a tragedy that it's yeah. happened at all, isn't it, really? Yeah. I mean, for me... Uh, yeah, it, and I'm sure Marillion feel the same way. You know, for instance, they started this week instead of a, a, a post on Facebook saying, whoa, our new album's coming out. They, mm. they posted a message of solidarity with the people of Ukraine. Yeah. condemning the war that wasn't what they wanted you know for this week no uh but and, and likewise it feels sort of frivolous to sort of be talking about what is a piece of entertainment but yeah but at times like this when the world is a scary place that's that's what we have you know that that's it's stuff like that that yeah and sometimes music can help carry us through because it, it can get to those feelings that just plain old words can't access. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, something like the Marillion family, as it's known, you know, unites us, music unites us. And it feels like a time like this when there's someone in the world who is trying to divide. Yeah. That, that it's still important to have these things that bring us together. Yeah. And that's part of yeah, it as and well. Yeah, and I think now more than ever, we need things that bring us together. Which is also, as I was about to say, top partly as well, why I thought, why I originally wanted to do this extra episode was because I wanted to sort of revel in the fact that we are all united at this moment with, this is before the, the, the yeah. war had even kicked off, that, you know, that we're all, as Meridian fans, united in this moment of, of oh, it's a new album. Yeah. You know, we might with not all excitement. like it the same. Yeah, but there, there was like a sense of excitement and anticipation yeah we wanted to be part of it because it, it it's a wonderful thing that that we all have this shared moment and instead um dickhead putin yeah and uh, yeah this is what, what i was done. gonna say like it is a tragedy but it's like it's a also a premeditated attack mm. and really unfair unjust those yeah. these are all like just understatements like yeah, words are not enough, words. are they really? No. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, just for the, the record, I was having a look to see if we had any listeners in Ukraine. I mean, it only goes back, I only looked back over the last month. We don't have any listeners in Ukraine. I mean, not that they'd be bothering with our podcast over the last month with yeah Russian troops massing on their border. But we do have, or we did have in the last month, a couple of listeners from Belarus. Really? Um, and Russia, we had quite a few in russia really i just want to say make clear to both of those countries anyone who might be listening to this from those countries that sanya and i i think i can speak for you is that we don't have any kind of 
issue with with the people. No, it, you know, it's... I I feel bad for the people because imagine having a leader that is going complete. Well, actually, I don't have to ima- imagine. Oz has often done things that we yeah. wish he hadn't, but not to the scale that Putin has. And I and the, the Russian people are being punished. I think yeah. about the mothers which have their their sons being sent off to war and getting killed for this guy's crazy Oh, I can't even think of the words as, a, you, as usual. It feels like a whim, doesn't it? It's like, you know... Well, because he wants to he, go down in history or something or he wants access to the natural resources and it's like, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it just it feels so unfair for normal, everyday folk. Mm. They're the ones that get punished. They're the ones that suffer. They're the ones that lose uh, access to food and amenities and their homes and their lives. Yeah. And it it just feels so deeply unfair, especially we've all just been through a, a two years of pandemic, uh-huh. right? We're in twenty twenty two. Like, come on, we should be past this by now. This was exactly what when we were watching. Um, we watched a couple of vloggers who were actually in Kiev when, yeah. when the invasion started, and we watched their vlogs of them getting out um, yeah. of Kiev and them on the train heading west away from the fighting. And the thing that struck me, and I speak, you know, and I've, I've been to Kiev, I've been to Ukraine. Uh, you know, Kiev, when I went, I mean, some years ago, I found it, it's a really beautiful place, but it's very poor. That was what struck me. But, you know, you kind of go there. I remember sort of, you know, getting the taxi from the airport and it's like, oh, it's McDonald's. You know, you kind right. of feel... These are just people, and that's what we sort of saw on those vlogs that we were watching. Of just people on their phones, like we are, and you know they were just going Except about their the, lives. Yeah, massive difference about their lives and and livelihoods and homes and our yeah. risk and loved ones. They don't want this. No one wants. No this. one wants it. But even like we saw the Russian YouTuber guy, he was compl- very bravely complaining about yeah. his government and the situation, saying. I don't want this. None of my friends want this. No one that I know wants this. Yeah. And yet it still went ahead. Yep. Yep. Um, scary times, a bit too close to home, isn't it, really? It's like, you know, I, I know officially, I know we're not part of the European Union anymore. I know Ukraine. Yeah, another choice that we disagree yep, for the with, record. Thanks to our government. Well, not just our government, but... You know, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry, it says it all that then Farage comes out in support of kind of Russia and sort of criticizing NATO. You know, Farage, who oh basically God. kicked off the whole Brexit thing. Fucking, oh. How is he still around? Don't know, I don't know. He still gets bloody how does he get airtime? Uh, airtime, I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, I think there are too many people that agree with him. That's part of the problem, mm. you know, too many people who don't sort of see that he's just a puppet of, of, of Putin. Mm. Yeah, same as Trump. Yeah, sorry, everyone, if you disagree with me there, but to me, it's just screamingly obvious that Putin has been manipulating world events now for years. Uh, And, you know, too many of us have been brainwashed by his bot farms and his his puppet leaders and his mouthpieces in the West. Um, And it's all been leading to this. Him able to sort of act with impunity because when he does, then you get 
fucking arseholes like Farage come out and instead of condemning I mean, what he's done, that? instead oh of God. condemning what he's done, he condemns yeah. us, blames us for it, blames NATO. Uh, you know, anyone. Yeah, it's clear like this is has been a premeditated attack yeah. going back years. Yeah, and what I, I mean, ha- I don't want to talk as if I'm sort of some sort of global. We're not. We're just people. Geopolitical expert because I'm yeah. not at all. So you know, could be wrong, allegedly, blah blah blah, all that. But this is how I feel. But what something as well though, with us now being out of Europe, I feel, I feel like we should be part of all this. You know, we yeah. should. You know, I sort of sort of watch the. Um, the footage from the European Parliament yesterday, and it was like, we're not part of that, you know, but we're the same community. We're still, Mm. you know, the fact that we've now been ripped away from that with no visible benefit whatsoever. Actually, I've only seen, what's the opposite of a benefit? A detriment. Yeah. Only seen detriments come from it. Yeah. Zero benefits. And then despicably, the the fact that our government dragging their heels on accepting Ukrainian refugees from that, a war, yeah. women and children, I know. from a war. That you is know, absolutely unacceptable. We had one Lincolnshire MP yesterday say they've taken enough Eastern Europeans. That's absolutely unacceptable. Despicable. It's disgusting. Sorry, I'm going to say it. I mean, I'm sorry for being like really opinionated, but that is disgusting at, in times like these. Yeah. When countries like Poland are saying, come in without, you don't need a passport, bring your pets. We welcome you with open arms. Yeah. And it's... again, a lot of the British people want to welcome the Euro- Ukrainians. We yeah. want to help. Yeah. Yeah. And you look at Ukrainians leader and you kind of go, that's a leader, full stop. Yeah. Whereas we have a freaking chaotic Monkey. lump of lard. Oh, monkeys are nice. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Um, okay. Uh, oh, calm <laughs> okay, down. Calm. This is a Marillion podcast. Calm. We do want to talk about Poland a bit more, but I'll do that towards the end because okay. obviously there is a Poland Meridian weekend on the schedule. But let's let's talk a bit about an hour before it starts. Let's try and cheer ourselves up a bit. All right. We've still been listening to it, haven't we? We have. Yeah. How are you feeling about it after I, how long has passed? A couple of weeks, isn't it? Maybe 10 days or something? I don't know. I don't know. It feels like we've had it. No, two weeks. Yes, tomorrow. Oh, it. Wow. Two weeks today. Two weeks today, I think we've had it. Oh, that's pretty yeah. good going. Uh, yeah, we went on a, a long old journey as well at the at the weekend to see our grandson and uh, listen to it in the car again. And uh, I was, I have to confess, getting to a point where I'd over listened to it. Oh, uh, no, and I do already. that. I do, no, I do it every time with <laughs> every Marillion album. I can, funny enough, distinctly remember it happening with Marbles. Oh, <laughs> no. However, I've had a few days off. You have to pace uh, yourself. Yeah, I know. I hadn't listened to it since Saturday, and I listened to it again today and went, oh, my God, it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. And Have what, any of your favourites changed or um, any of your opinions? Well, weirdly, the one that I was starting to think, oh, okay, maybe this will be the one that I'm out of step with the rest of the fandom because I know a lot of members of the band and it's often it's been called out in some of the reviews is um, Crow and the Nightingale. Mm. Uh, that was the one that I kind of thought, it's all right. Well, I was getting, a, I just found it a bit boring. I started to find it boring. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to it this morning and went, oh my God, it's so sublime. It's yeah. so good. 
you know, the the whole rap in the song with Seal stuff. No, oh, no, that's that line is exquisite. It's hey. world class, isn't it? Yeah, well, that so poetic. What's What's lovely is that two weeks on, my initial of review I, I stand by it you know and nothing has changed it wasn't like kind of just the excitement of having the new album yeah it was same like, i i i can come up confidently say now that uh, and i love fear but i prefer it to fear mm. uh it's higher than fear for me and that was um you know always that's not an easy um achievement no no it isn't but i just the the fact that it's slightly more accessible than fear is, yeah. is a win in my book. Yeah. Because fear is dense and dark. Yeah, I think... But, and then I, I don't know, because I don't know if it's just because I've been listening to it more recently than fear, but as it stands, it, I like it more than fear at the mm. moment as well. And I, I love the structure I mean, they're pretty much equal, yeah. but it's just... Yeah, I really love it. But the flow still. of it for me is, is part of the achievement aside from the individual songs i think it's a really well paced album having those three relatively kind of more punchy tracks up front and then the three more of a slow burn mm. tracks which is which is also interesting because our friend nick of the band it uh, go check out it if you haven't already they're a very good prog band um check it out check it out quite literally he uh, he was sort of saying he was struggling a bit with those last three tracks. Mm. Um, and then yesterday, I think he messaged to sort of say, oh, they've started to click with him. Right. And that's the magic of Marillion. Yeah. Um, it, you know, it took me the best part of 10 years for Brave to properly click with me. <laughs> and that, that sounds mad, doesn't it? That you yeah. would keep trying with something that hasn't. Because I think with Brave, it, it wasn't that I disliked it ever. I never disliked Brave, but it's just hard. It's a hard album to kind of... And there's a lot to take in. Yeah. Yeah, because I think my initial reaction on that very first listen to The Crow and the Nightingale in Sierra Leone was like, whoa, that's a lot to take in. Mm. So I couldn't even... I, I didn't really even understand. I didn't have any opinions on it, like personal opinions, whether I liked it or didn't like it. It was just like, that's a lot of information. Yeah. Um, And then once, once you've kind of taken the entire entirety of it in and it starts to bed in then you can start to get familiar with all the different parts and familiar with it as a whole you kind of learn its language almost yeah yeah although you say that so the surprise with this album is how quickly i've been able to sing along with the lyrics yeah that's true this, I don't mean this as a criticism at all, but and it's part of why these songs are going to be great live is because there is a degree of that sort of repetition chanty thing with some of the songs. Yeah. And very quickly with this one, I, I'm finding myself singing along kind of word perfect Knowing already. Words. Yeah, uh, which has surprised me. Yeah. Um, given that... So, but yeah. what I meant was like the musical complexity, particularly yes. in songs like... Um, the Crow and the Nightingale, Sierra Leone, and Care—that like the longer, mm. more complex songs. Um, yeah, I love them. And I, actually, it's weird because what my brain has been doing over the past two weeks is every few days it will get stuck on a song. So the last, I think, three or four days it's been Care, but at, at, throughout the day it gets stuck on certain bits. Yeah. So it will just cycle through like one verse or something. <laughs> Um, 
wrapping the sun with silk from that um, that really gets stuck with me. The crow, crow of the, the nightingale was was a line that that was that became an eel worm. Mm. What else was I gonna say? Oh yeah, so I just say to anyone who who you know don't ever ever with a Meridian album dismiss it on first listen. Please don't give this one a go that it deserves. Although I feel like this, I mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but I feel like this one was quite a quick one. It's quite accessible. It was quite a it's quick more one accessible to assimilate. Than, yeah, than fear, I yeah, think. Yeah, I don't think it needs 20 listens or anything like that. No, no. You know, like Brave might have. Yeah. Um, it has but had. That, I mean, that's just personal opinion. Um, it has had its first bad review I saw on no. some, uh, yeah, the arts desk or whatever, which criticised. Which this, I mean, you know, I did, I didn't agree with this whatsoever. I think the guy said, um, he said there were no tunes or no melodies. It's what I think what? it's one of the most melodic Marillion albums in years. Yeah, you know? it's. It's really melodic. I know. That was like bizarre. But then he did also mention the, I mean, he was really shitty about H's, H's vocals as well. I didn't like what he had to say. I'm not going to recap it here. But he did say the thing about the whole, I keep calling it cut and paste uh, style of, of song arrangements where mm. you get a section, then it just kind of stops and goes into another one. Mm-hmm. Um and I know a lot of people, we mentioned this in our first review, a lot of people have criticised that in recent years in uh, in the fan base and how... Um, and what is it that people don't like about I, it? I think they feel the song should sort of naturally flow in from one section to the next more. Oh, okay. They don't think it does? No, no. Huh. Uh, you know, we're talking... I've really experienced the shifts as no, jarring. They seem I. to... It's like, a, it, for me, it, it, it seems to be like experiencing a book or a story and you just reach a new chapter. It's yeah. not like the story changes. It's 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 the same story, but it's a new chapter in the story. Well, when it's songs that are sort of 15 minutes long, like care. You do not want it to be the same all the way through. Yeah. Like, no way. I would not last through a 15-minute song if it was the same thing the whole time. But, but... I don't. What I don't get when people sort of say it is, I kind of don't think it's it's a new thing. Meridian have sort of been doing this a long time. You go back to, I mean, some you know the, the two longer tracks on Fugazi. You go back to Misplaced Childhood. Mm. Um, you could even say they do it on sort of the Warm Wet Circles trilogy. Yeah, true. Um, certainly, the this Strange Engine, the title track. Mm-hmm. It's not a new thing for them. Uh, and yeah, there are some abrupt shifts, but I just see them as different sections. Um, you know, almost different songs in and of themselves. Mm. But you know, I'm sure if if it comes in for any stick from the fan base, it'll be that because I've sort of seen some already kind of sharpening their pitchforks. Okay, <laughs> on, on getting the, ready on the forum. Yeah, sharpening their pencils. Talking of of reviews and things, though. Uh, so this slightly concerns me with the release of the album and, you know, as if it hasn't already got enough of a challenge sort of breaking through in a week where a European war has, yeah. has kicked off, is it doesn't feel like it's sort of gone beyond the the prog scene. It feels like, I mean, I may be wrong. We're recording this on Wednesday. The album is released yeah, in two days. Yeah, give it a days. chance to be released. Yeah, you know, it might be that it does get reviewed in 
broadsheets and yeah, the Guardian and. Hey, how about the photos people have been sending you about the ads on the buses? We haven't seen any yet, and that no. feels really unfair. They're cool, but that that's down. We to want the... to see the buses. <laughs> that's down to the band doing that themselves and loosely right. sort of organising that. That isn't. For instance, like the the new Tears for Fears album, which I have to say is very good, kind of seems to be getting sort of coverage and has its own momentum. Right. Whereas most of the coverage I've seen for an hour before it's dark has been from prog people. Mm -hmm. I mean, I would say 95% of the coverage I've seen, if not 100%, has been either from prog websites or prog YouTubers or whatever. I hope that in the next couple of days... That, that that might change. Word spreads like wildfire. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Because it, 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 it's just a shame because it really deserves it. And I just. Yeah, know, it absolutely does. It really deserves it. And uh, although. Um, what what Tears for Fears have done with this album is, you know, I know that PR with PR and marketing, there needs to be a story that they can sell uh, right uh and you see it with the interviews with tears for fears around the new album is well for starters their first album is 17 years or something like that okay but it's the two original guys and the story they're saying is that the album began with them sitting down and just playing guitar with one an acoustic guitar with one another like they did when they first met when they were teenagers that's okay. the story okay right, right whereas with i suppose with the now before it's dark what's the marketing story what's the pr story they've kind of saying it's their 20th album when it isn't really not really it's not their 20th album sorry lucy it's not (laughs) well it's not it's their it's not their 20th album of brand new songs is it it was just 20th studio album in which case it is so okay all right all right yeah yeah back down buster but i guess the marillion are an anomaly in that not many bands get to 20 albums anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and on top of Especially that... Especially kind of independently. Yeah, independently and also with effectively the same lineup for 33 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, maybe the thinking is, well, what's the story and who cares? You know, it can't be any good, this new album. You know, if they've done 20, they must be running out of ideas by now. But well, who are you speaking for? I'm speaking for the people who might give it coverage or might, or rather might decide not to give it coverage. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's a bunch of elderly men, but they're making music that doesn't sound, you know, dated or. I know. It's it's frustrating. I'm sure. I don't know. The sense I got from Lucy on Friday question and stuff is that she's more weary. Yeah. Murder Machine's got zero radio play. And she's like, no, they just won't play. It's Marillion. Um, They're just like so closed-minded. Yeah. In that industry, sometimes aren't they? Yeah, yeah. It's well, but thank God that there is a a kind of prog scene. Yeah, exactly. Where they are getting coverage. Yeah, makes it all the more um, of a shame that Meridian turned its back on that during the Castle years. Really, and tried to move past that. That was decades ago. You have to wonder as well, though, whether. A lack of coverage is better than the sort of coverage they used to get. Well, they say all press is PR or something like that, don't they? (laughs) (laughs) All all 
I'm going to wait until you get it. Oh, my God. I don't know what they say. All publicity is good, good publicity. publicity. Is that it? Yeah. Now I don't know. Now I'm Something throwing. like that. So it's like even if they weren't getting good press in the past, at least people were talking about them. Yeah, and I suppose. It might make people, others curious to see what, to make their own decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think um, I saw that Lucy said that they've, sold enough albums on pre-order and the pre-orders now apparently count towards chart placings oh, and really? that the album should get top five i think <gasps> really that's amazing i think that's what she said oh my god so we'll that is so good um yeah yeah they should count oh, we've got to they? buy the vinyl because uh, you know it we've got someone's birthday coming up yeah, yeah, she'll she'll love the vinyl. She's like twenty year old. She will love it. She does like Marillion and she does collects she? vinyl. I've yeah. never I've never actually really She has a bunch of Marillion on her playlist. Does she? Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Why do I not well, know that? On one this? of her playlists. Why do I not know that? Well she's had it for years. What's she got on there? I don't know exactly. Oh. I do want to get various children of ours on here to talk about growing up with Marillion. Yeah. Yeah. My oldest daughter nearly did, didn't she? Uh, yes. Was she it, was going was, to. Was it she was going to come on here? Maybe. No, yeah. yes, she was. Yeah, she was. Yeah. yeah. Um, just to sort of, you know, because she's really grown up with it. She's 31 now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, she was nearly called Kaylee. She was nearly called Kaylee until someone misheard and said, oh, Kylie. And no. That, then that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> yeah, she was Kaylee up till that point, until someone thought I was going to name my daughter after Kylie Minogue. You got a problem with the name Kylie, mate? Well, at the time, Kyle's. Kylie was the biggest pop star in Britain. Yeah, I went to school with a few Kylies. I bet you did. They're all Kylie over there. Don't either, get many Kylies in England. Uh, it's either Kylie or Bruce, isn't it? Or Sheila in Australia. Ha ha. ha, ha. You didn't even know the Bruce thing, did you? No. It's purely a Monty Python thing. I didn't know that. I knew of the Sheila thing, but that's because Sheila in like Australian slang just is Australian slang for any female. Right. Yeah. More was, than a name. Whereas Bruce here is the, yeah, is the British slang for an Australian man. Good day, wow, Bruce. I had no idea. <laughs> I'm saying this, by the way, because our grandson is called Bruce. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In case anyone's wondering why we've been discussing this recently. Um, it's when he was born. I said, good day, Bruce. As did many people. As did many people. Yeah, we've heard that joke a lot. Yes, now, we have. So what, what would you say currently is your ranking of tracks on the oh. album that's a good question isn't oh, it that's, I'd um, like to know everyone else's as well when yeah email us beampod at gmail.com if you've got a uh, once you've heard the album I'd like to know everyone's impressions of it we'll do a mm. we'll do a hour uh, before it start post bag shall we yes yes oh. we should yeah, yeah sorry Sandy's busy ignoring um. me now <laughs> <laughs> I could tell. No, I was trying. So I haven't doubt. ranked the songs yet. I no, wish nor have I. I wish we'd had mm. some. Um, well, come on, do it. I know you're I not very good at doing them. things. Snap. No, I'm not. Uh, I can't rank them, and you know what? My favorite song. I don't. I don't necessarily have a favorite song. I know I said it was. Um, 
reprogram the gene. Reprogram the gene when we did our initial podcast. And I still really, really love reprogram love the gene, yeah. but I find it really hard to say I have a favourite on the album mm. anymore because as I said previously, every couple of days a new one will yeah. get stuck in my head and then that's the day's favourite. I've, I've got standout bits. Mm. Uh, I've got standout yeah, like, bits yes. because they're song sweets. Yes. You know, the final section of care, obviously. Oh, my God. Final section of care is amazing. But even the um, maintenance drug bit of care. Oh, See, that was stuck so in my head for about that's two gonna days. That's going to be so good live, isn't it? Yeah. I can't wait to hear that kick off live. I know. Yeah. I still love the, la- oh, well, I love all of the program, the gene, but I still love the, the poppy second half so much. Yeah, and the, the and ending the- of Be Hard on Yourself. Tell you what, because I, um, I started listening because I'd obviously heard Be Hard on Yourself a lot and mm. Murder Machines a lot. I did listen to the album a few times where I skipped those just to kind of get the other tracks up to... So they all yeah, catch yeah, up, yeah, so yeah. they're all equal. But then when I started listening to the album in full again, I'd almost forgotten how good Be Hard on Yourself is. Yeah, it is. So right? brilliant. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, and it was funny because the uh, in a lot of the... Well, both Lucy and Mark Kelly, when we interviewed them, they said, oh, it's not even the best track on the album. But you know what? That's doing it a disservice because it really is a good track. Mm. No, I, I still even get Murder Machine stuck in my head. Yeah, yeah. Where, um, the, well, the chorus, I suppose. And that's been listened to millions of times. Yes, millions. <laughs> Zillions then. Zillions. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, actually, now I've asked you the question, I'm not sure where I'd put the Just tracks. You can't rank them. It's They're too... Well, let me put it another way. Complex. Which song do you most want to hear live or are you most looking forward to hearing live? Hmm. That I can answer. Mm, go on then. Care. Because I think that's when we get to that ending. That's going to be a tearjerker. Oh, is it ever? Yeah. Yeah, Care's going to be amazing live. Um, reprogram the gene's going to be amazing live. I want to hear Be Hard on Yourself again live. The guitar solo in Cry on the Nightingale, definitely. I'd love it if they had a choir on stage. Imagine if for Wouldn't some Wouldn't that of be this, amazing? As long as like we can hear them. Yes, so they're, they're... not like Friends from the Orchestra where the band basically play over the top of <laughs> the musicians <laughs> so you can't really hear them live. Yeah, if uh, the choir are given powerful enough yeah. microphones yeah, and wow. mixing. I really hope as well when people hear the album that they give Sierra Leone a proper go because I'm really worried with that one that it's going to get dismissed in the way that Montreal did. Mm. You know, a song I don't that get I love. That. I'm sorry, I still, still does not no, compute. Does not compute for does me. Does not compute and wouldn't compute for Sierra Leone either. It's a fabulous yeah. song. And it's better than Montreal. But I worry that, that that's going to be a challenging one for people. Because Lucy, when I spoke to her, said it was a grower. Mm. Mark Kelly didn't seem to love it when I interviewed him. Uh, he was just like, yeah. And, and then there's also another song called Sierra Leone. <laughs> and Sierra Leone was also there. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. There's that walking in Freetown, the white. <laughs> don't, because you just reminded me about the paragraph I was reading in his book last night. Oh, yeah. Where he goes into such detail about the importance that 
H places on um, the lyrics and the vocal melody and blah 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 and like all this stuff and 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 himself as well. How for him it's important, <laughs> the music's important that it stands up in its own right and loves the melodies and loads of detail about that. And Ian needs the yeah. energy of the song is so important and what's it going to sound like live? And then it's like yeah, and Pete and Rothers also have They're in the band. <laughs> So you get to the, the end. Of, you get to the end of the entire book. Like, <laughs> also in the band was Steve Rothery and Peter Ravis. <laughs> at the end, <laughs> it's like they're barely mentioned. It's like what? It's like I've had no. Uh, sorry, if my mic uh, wire has been tapped by my laptop screen. There, sorry, I was. Um, You're a tapper. Tap tap. Uh, yeah, I know the book is. Uh, <laughs> it is funny how how little there is about. The other members of the band in there. H is yeah. Well, no. It's a H bit, yeah. And, H fish. Well, oh, fish. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very fish heavy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Even now that I'm in the modern section, fish still gets a mention occasionally. Yeah. No, Little no. comment here and there, but um. The odd, yeah, the odd barb isn't there throughout <laughs> it's, the book it's entertaining yes. talking of uh we're going to his book launch this weekend aren't we because we were I lucky know. enough to be selected how exciting i've never been to a book i've actually never been to a book launch i've been what? to two one of which was my own oh yeah i did a book launch does that count as going to a book launch well, I was at the book yeah, launch, given that it was no, for my book. I mean, I'm saying, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> but like going to someone else's book launch, have, have you been? What was the other one you've been to? Uh, my friend Tim, Tim Moore. Oh, if anyone knows, if anyone knows the author Tim Moore, who does travel books, often where he cycles around, he's a very good friend of mine. Uh, and his, they, they tend to be. You get a bit of a. Well, we know what's happening at this one. That Mark said. There'll be a interview with Phil Wilding, who he co-wrote the book with, and then there'll be a Q and A, and then I mean it starts at seven, but he said it goes on till eleven p.m. I mean that's longer than a Meridian gig. Um, oh yeah, that's true. So either it's a very very long chat with Phil Wilding, or it's going to be socialising in. <laughs> <laughs> what it'll be, what it'll be is Paul after... Paul laughs nervously. What it'll well, no, be... there's going to be a Q&A. Yeah, no, what it'll be, it'll be Mark sat behind the table signing copies of the book. Oh, that's our copy's what... already signed. Yeah, I know, so we won't be doing that. So that's, that's what tends to happen. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Cool. You're really anxious about it, aren't you? Uh, not, well, not really You anxious. are. You keep saying, every time I mentioned it, when we got the email <laughs> through confirming it... I don't know what it, to expect. You were, yesterday, I'll be okay if I know I can hide in a corner. And just observe. What do you else? think's going to happen? Mark Kelly is not going to. We're not going to walk in there. And Mark Kelly is going to stride right up to us and go, "You're from Beampod." No, I know that. Now have a conversation I with know me, that. please. He's going to be too busy to talk to anyone. Well, I'm sure he'll be talking to a lot of people, but no, I'm not expecting to talk to Mark Kelly. I don't know. It's just like an unknown situation. Unknown so. situation. <laughs> but you know, of course. <laughs> okay, you're talking to the person who gets nervous about everything. Yes. Yeah, I that... can't sleep before we go away for the night somewhere mm. for a long weekend or something. Yes, I know. So, you know, you're asking the wrong person. 
God. Uh, yeah, uh, but as, as he said in his email, most uh, recent email, that of course it's a double celebration because the book launches the day after the album comes out. So I wonder if anyone else is going to be there. I know, exciting. No one, none of the band are going to be there because they don't support each other's solo projects. It's quite apparent. Well, you don't know that. We will find that out on Saturday. You don't know that. At most, at most, I think Lucy may be there. Also, in Mark Kelly's book, he mentioned how he met his, I think, second long-term partner at an H solo gig. So they do support each other's solo projects. I mean, Pete, Pete, at most, I can imagine being there because... You know, I hope we get to meet Pete. Oh, my oh God. I'm so excited, Pete and Fiona. Woo! Oh my God, it's so weird. <laughs> I love That's them. so weird. Your obsession with Peter Aravis is bizarre. And Fiona, they're really cute. Would you ask him about his soda bread recipe again? Uh, no, because I made the soda bread, but I had to follow a different recipe that was for gluten free bread. Your obsession with Pete is He's really odd. It's really strange. Why? Well, why him? I mean, not that there's anything wrong with really Pete. Nice. Not that there's anything wrong with Pete, but why Pete over any other member of the band? He just seems nice. Yeah. Okay. And, and all the others seem like shits, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> like massive shits. No, I like them all. <laughs> I like them all, she said, apart from that one. Which one? <laughs> Winding you up. <laughs> that one that you don't like, you know. There is that one that you don't like. Oh. <laughs> annoying. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just being silly. You're making Uh, no sense. Anyway, so I suspect we're going to have some sort of a report from the book launch, aren't we? We'll we'll, we'll fill you in on what it was like. If you survive it. (laughs) Don't die of anxiety. We're going to have to eat beforehand, aren't we? Yeah. I suppose, yeah. I've got to think about it. Of course, that's where you, your thoughts go. That's normally where it goes. <laughs> it's good. I want to be hungry when he's talking. No, you don't. You need to have stable blood Imagine sugar. if I got hangry with Mark Kelly. <laughs> oh, no. All my questions were really angry. <laughs> like, I'm really sorry, Mark. Yeah. He hasn't eaten in a few hours. Yeah. So has anyone got any questions? I told you to uh, bring snacks. Yeah. Is, is the bar stop doing food? <laughs> Because it's just in a pub. Okay. Quite a nice looking pub, but it's just a pub. Oh, so yeah. a small venue, not not many places to hide. Hmm. Oh, look, it's going to be, <laughs> there'll be seats set up. Right. You'll sit in the seats. You can sit at the back if you want. Okay. Yeah. And, and why do you And think... you're the one that says that you're the shy one. No. What do you mean? You said the other day that you're shy. I am quite shy. I'm not as shy as you. I am shy because I'm, I'm also really good at hiding how shy I am. Yeah. That's that's the truth. That is the truth. I'm really good at it. I'm an expert. <laughs> but I am really shy. I know. I know. That's strange, isn't it? Yeah. I'm also really friendly, gregarious. <laughs> I'm a man of many contradictions. Yeah, you are. You're a walking contradiction. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so I'm really, I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, good. Because it's something really related, but completely different. I'm looking forward to it as an experience. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah, just seeing Mark in the spotlights, you don't tend to get, you know, yeah, really that's members. True. That's true. But yeah, Mark especially, who's hidden away at the back mm. behind the keyboards, putting him front and centre. It's going to be really interesting, mm. I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. If this was, weirdly, if this was H doing a book launch, 
I'd be kind of slightly less excited. Right. Uh, because, because you know, we've seen him do H Natural and that's effectively just him just chatting for a lot of it. Yeah. And it's sort of got a similar sort of relaxed vibe. But seeing Mark... I wonder how Mark finds it. Because, like, another thing that um, was interesting in his book was how he... He was saying how he's more of a team player mm. and sort of being singled out in a way. Not singled out because it is his own solo project. But I wonder how that feels for him to yeah. kind of be in the spotlight alone. Mm. Could be a question to ask, which I, I probably won't ask because I'm an anxious I might innie. ask that. Okay, you ask it, yay. As you want that question asked. It's a good question. I might yeah. ask that. And it's something that I've really picked up on reading his book. He is definitely a team player. There isn't a ton of... It's not an all, this book is all about me story. It's very... I mean, not objective, because I guess it is written from a subjective point of view. It's very... It's like from an observer's point of view. Yes. So it, yes. He, although he does mention quite a few personal things... There's a lot of information about other people as well. Mm. And I'm only saying that because sometimes you read a book and the person will only talk about themselves and their own perspective and what happened to them. Mm. So he does seem to be quite an observer. Yeah, I I guess I guess part of me knew a lot of that observed stuff from other Marillion tales right. and books and the like. So I guess part of me did did hope that there'd be a little more insight into Mark himself and his life. But but I haven't really got any complaints about the book because it was so entertaining. Yeah. But, 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 no, but what my stuff. point was saying it shows that he is more of a team player rather right. than a it's all about me kind of guy. Oh, like, he's, never, he, yeah, kind of he's guy. never come across as that, that yeah. sort of guy at all, ever. In, in which case... I'd love to know how it is. Like, does he feel yeah. uncomfortable being singled out? Yeah, I'll Even ask him. Of his own choice. All right, I'll ask him in the Q&A. All right. Just don't say my wife wants to know that. My wife wants to know. No, don't say that. And I'll stand up and I'll point to my Beyond Pod t-shirt that I'm wearing. <laughs> and I'll say, uh, I'm Paul Rose. This is my, I'm here with my dear wife, um, Sanya. <laughs> See if Paul he, Rose from Beyond Pod. Uh, you know how they do at press yeah. conferences? Yeah, 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 yeah. Then I'll throw a shoe at him. No, what? <laughs> what? Where did that come from? Oh, wasn't it George Bush that had a shoe thrown at him during the uh, Iraq war? <laughs> what? A shoe? Then that person had to go home with one shoe on. Yeah, but it, it's uh, apparently it's a real sign of disrespect. Well, yeah. Of, uh, to it throw is. a shoe at someone. Yes, it is. Why are you saying it like that? Well, it's not a sign of respect to have a shoe thrown No, at but it's specifically the shoe because I think your shoe's dirty because of walks on the floor his shoes. Oh, symbolic. It's like, you know, it's if you threw your jacket, it's not... Yes, it's symbolic. Right. Yeah, yes. It, yes, it would Maybe be disrespectful. Maybe the person to, took a spare shoe with them so they didn't have to walk home with... To just throw your shoe. hat at, at Mark Kelly would also be disrespectful. <laughs> Imagine if I had a... Like, on your sweaty like, head. If I spun a trilby at Mark Kelly during the Q&A. This is for those comments about fish. <laughs> All those digs you made at fish. Put a fish at him. A fish. Yeah. Do you think fish is going to be there? I well. <laughs> Do you know what? Weirdly, weirdly, I would imagine there's more chance of fish being there than certain members of the band. Really? What? I think so. Why? Well, because fish would probably want to kind of go. I'm just probably he says like he's an expert in fish's psychology but you know he on fish on friday he did 
try and kind of make out that he was all fine with it. Yeah. And like, you know, good work, kiddo. And then, you know, all right, then he did do a post the following week where it all sunk in a bit where he was like, Meh. I don't know. I mean, they're, they're meant to be friendly, you know, quite close in terms of sort of, you know, which members of the band. Mm. Uh, Fish is still mates with. It seems to be Mark is the one. It's a long way for him to travel, though. Well, it, we'll never get know. To, it'll get to be in the spotlight. Imagine. It's not about him, though, is Imagine it? Imagine if all of I mean, Meridian were... Kind of ma- yeah, it is all about it. The book, was. The, the book first is, half yeah, is, basically... It's the story of Fish. <laughs> yeah. But imagine if all of Meridian were there and Fish. Oh, I'd love to be in that room, but um, also awkward. Well, they're all friendly, supposedly, allegedly. Q&A. Can I have another 50%? <laughs> Anyone got any questions? Um, that would take you to 100%. Uh, oh. <laughs> and exactly. End. 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 <laughs> uh, apologies to our Scottish listeners. Oh, was that meant to be a Scottish accent? No, that was just a silly accent. Silly voice. And <laughs> you sound like your character um, from Rogue One that says... Poor Gullet, do you want a happy meal? Okay, again, you're doing one of these things where you're referencing something that we've never talked about on the podcast. You can do the voice now. So anyone who's ever watched Rogue One, the scene where, is it Cassian Andor? Is taken no, prisoner. No, it's not. It's Bodhi Rook. Bodhi Rook is taken prisoner. Is. And one guy says to Poor Gullet, go, take it away, Paul. Poor Gullet! What would you like in your no. hap- What kind of happy meal would you like? Okay, well, okay, well, you've just gone and done it. No, you do it in the proper voice, though. I can't do the voice. Boggle it! What kind of happy meal would you like? <laughs> no one, no one is going to know. I wish we had the timestamp in the movie so people could... Well, it's the character who, that... Boggle is a monster who uh, gets people to speak the truth or it reads their minds or something. And then the... We didn't even know that. Saw Guerrera is the guy who I'm doing the impression oh, of. Ah, that's with it. With the voice played by Forrest Whitaker. Right. That's whose voice I'm doing. And he talks, it's Paul Gullet, he's the monster. And then one day we were going to a McDonald's drive through and I think I asked one of the kids what sort of Happy Meal they wanted uh, in, in a, a Saw Guerrera voice for some reason. And it stuck. Yeah, so, Borgullet, what kind of happy meal do you want? The magic. I had to explain it because people would have just thought we've gone insane. More insane. Uh, anyway, moving yes, on. Moving, mo- moving on, on from Meridian Star subjects. Wars Rogue One and impressions of, of obscure characters. It's not even like a, doing like a main character. It's not even like doing Chewbacca. Although I did do that once at a drive-thru. Um, you did a Chewbacca accent? Yeah, you asked the kids. Uh, or how do you ask for anything in a Chewbacca I didn't. Accent? I just started doing the voice. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy on the other end went, are you all right, sir? <laughs> the kids thought that was hilarious. Because <laughs> I said, you dare me. He might have thought you were having a, a yeah. fit or no, something. No, one of the kids found it hilarious. The other two cringed. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, uh, well, let's, let's kind of go back slightly to... Uh, topics that aren't quite so fun. So sorry to sort of slightly uh, 
end on a downer, but I, I think we won't be alone in, in wondering about this. Obviously, we've got uh, Meridian Weekend coming up in Poland. Uh, yes. And in the country neighbouring Poland at the minute, yeah. there is a war, a war going on. Dire trouble. Yeah. And yeah. Poland is obviously accepting quite rightly because they're decent people, enormous numbers of refugees. Yeah. I'm sure Marillion and Lucy are watching things very closely, but like the rest of us, they haven't got any more inside information than we do. It's a very fast evolving situation. Yeah. And, and it's just not something that you can predict which direction it's going to go in No, at, as it stands at the moment. No. So my message would be, let's just work on the basis that it's happening at the moment. Let's just sit tight, all of us. None of us really know what's going to occur over the next few weeks between now and when it's meant to happen. So be kind is what I would say. It must be incredibly stressful for mm-hmm. all of them. It must be, especially Lucy. Yeah, yet again. Um, especially the, the team at Racket. Mm-hmm. They must be I know, I really feel for them. Tense. Yeah. But anyway, so this this episode hasn't been quite what I expected it to be. No, it wasn't the it wasn't the kind of episode we were planning on doing once the album was released. No, that's for sure. No, that's for sure. It's gone. Which a bit... is a shame, but it's like, well, that's the world we live in at the moment. Yeah. It's an hour before it's dark. But, everyone, just hang in there and remember it's darkest before the dawn. I was just about to say that. Thank you for talking oh. over me saying it. <laughs> God, Thank you. Okay, say it again. No, no. Thank you for talking over the end of me saying it. That's so kind of you. <laughs> Thanks. I thought I'd, it was me I trying to you... leave everyone with a message of hope and I'm interrupted. No. <laughs> Carrying yeah. a message. Look. Try and enjoy the new album. Try and hang on to the good things in your life. Keep the people you love close to you. We've got this big community with us. There are good people in the world. There are good yeah, things Yeah, let's in all the world. focus on our similarities and the bits that we can agree on in life. And I was going to say, it is heartening as well to see how the whole world is pulling together and standing up for Ukraine mm. and showing their support for Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. That's encouraging. Given that so much of what's happened in the last two and a bit years has divided us. Yeah. uh, That is gratifying. Yeah. But then you still get twats like Farage. Sorry, don't get me started again. Yeah, but he's always a... Contrarian. Yeah. (sighs) Okay, uh, let's leave it there. Hopefully next week we'll be able to be a little bit more optimistic. Well, regardless, next week we're we're getting into the tracks on marbles, Marbles. aren't we? Yeah. Um, Also, next week, I uh, before we we finish, I didn't tell you this. um, H on his bonus Patreon podcast, which, by the way, we also do bonus stuff sometimes. Why don't Why don't support us? Why don't you support us on Patreon? www.patreon.com slash Mr. Biffo. Links are in the description. H on his bonus podcast was asking for people to submit questions about an hour before it's dark. Ooh. And then he's going to invite certain people onto the podcast via Zoom to ask their question. How exciting. I asked the question that you and I have been given, given that my my attempts to get H on the podcast have fallen on deaf ears. Uh, I thought I'd ask the question that I really want to ask. Ah, I know what it is. You know what it is. So I asked it but we'll see if I get picked. 
They might not want to acknowledge that we we exist, especially after the other week. Why are you putting that face? Don't bring that up. I'm going to bring it up. No, because I haven't told I haven't told our listeners. I only mentioned it on Facebook. So anyway, I'll leave you with this, everyone. I'll leave you with this. So the week that we got the album and did our review, uh, (laughs) um, we put put it up early for patrons which we also do we put our eps out early for patrons www.patreon.com slash mr biffo and someone commented on uh h's patreon that we were playing the tracks in full on our episode clearly someone who hadn't perhaps listened to our episode where we don't play the music uh had said that we were yeah playing the tracks in full on the episode in which we review the album despite the fact that A, we don't ever do that, and B, the fact that Lucy has said, do not play any of the, right. <laughs> the tracks. Yeah. Uh, and I was in the pub, or we were in the pub, with our friend Pedantony, who'd come down to visit Anthony and his, his lovely wife, Jan. And I got a message from Lucy with a screenshot of that comment with uh, her comment saying, WTF? Question mark, and lots of exclamation marks. And then... The comment got edited and Lucy says she's changed it now. But apparently what happened is that H had seen that comment and rung Lucy up and said, what the hell is going on? Oh, no. So we managed to upset both uh, Lucy and, um, and the lead singer and of And give Marillion. you a slight panic attack as well. Yeah. That well, you peed off H and Lucy. Yeah. While I was trying to have a nice beer in the pub. So that was, that was a hairy afternoon. Because I didn't really fully calm down after that. It was like, so thanks to whoever it was that, <laughs> that posted that comment. I mean, just Jesus Christ. You know, I'd love to get H on it now. Yeah, I've decided I would like to get H on, but I'm too scared now. Because even though we didn't do anything wrong, I don't know. Are we, are we now pegged as troublemakers? Probably. Okay, everyone, uh, subscribe, leave us a review, tell people about us, uh, enjoy the album as much as you can uh let us know what you think about it with a uh an email again all these links are in the description um you can buy one of our t-shirts on redbubble where today it, oh what Go i was on. gonna say today's the last day of the 20 percent off sale but by the time this goes out it won't be thanks for anymore. thanks for chipping in with that thank you <laughs> <laughs> i didn't even buy thank, it i thank, kept meaning to thanks buy for it and input. i forgot <laughs> well uh stay safe and we'll speak to you next week bye bye bye